Welcome to the Sports Gods Pick Show. This is Ace, your host. Anthony. Yo, it's Malik here. All right. Welcome to week 11 of the Sports Gods Pick Show. Last week, Ace, me, this dude, Finally got above 500, going seven and six on the week. Ant and Malik both tied with six and seven, giving me the win finally. I'd like to thank the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd like to thank the Washington football team for covering the game. I'd like to yell at Nick Chubb for running out of bounds for no damn reason with a minute left for stealing another victory from me. I'd also like to boo the Seattle Seahawks for never getting it together against the LA Rams, a team that they should have beat. And I'd also like to boo Cincinnati for coming up small against Pittsburgh for no damn reason at home. Y'all are pretty trash. Also, Baltimore, really shocking by letting me down, but they were playing in a monsoon, so I guess that can be excused. They missed a couple of passes in Chicago for just being trash all around. Nick Foles, uh, I'm sorry you're hurt, but uh, I'm not sorry that you're not my quarterback anymore. I don't know who they're going to replace you with, but uh, Tyler Bray, good luck. Can't be any worse. Mitchell Trubisky, get healthy, get out there, earn that money they're paying you, because it's ridiculous. I'm tight, and on that, we're moving on to week 11. Yeah, you sounded real, real salty recently, man. You sounded like, you know. What, me? You got a problem with the world, man. I mean. You got a problem with the world. I got a problem with these teams just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that serious, but like, come on, man. Come on, Chicago. Y'all, I'm winning that football. I finally get to see y'all play because I don't live in I don't live in that area. Never really have, but I'm a fan. And like I was playing like trash to a team that's Kirk Cousins have never won on Monday Night Football, not once in nine tries. Yeah. Now they were saying that night it's not always his fault. It's like he's the quarterback. If he wins, he gets the credit. If he loses, you should get the credit. You lost. Chicago scored almost scored a defensive touchdown. Khalil Mack had a pick. Defense played like B plus, almost A. They almost played perfect. They took the lead on a on a um, on a kickoff with Cordero Patterson, mm-hmm. and they still couldn't give them one touchdown. If the offensive scored one touchdown, they would have. That's the difference in the game. That's literally the difference. They couldn't stop Adam Thielen somehow, but whatever. You know, he kept getting loose. I guess he wasn't the focus. They held Dalvin Cook though. Man had to run thirty three times to get ninety eight yards, so they did they they did their thing with that. I mean, they made it difficult, uh, yeah. which I, which is why I think they all executed. of us picked. That's all. That's why all of us picked Chicago to cover, and yeah. um, and you know they did make it difficult, but you know then the Bears just couldn't score the way. Yeah, I will say that. And, and and we said that that was gonna. I, we all said that we all said yeah. it was gonna be the under, and we all said Chicago's gonna have trouble scoring, despite the yes. fact that Minnesota's defense is not great. Yes. Um, and that's what happened. So, hey, yeah. it happens. Yeah. But I'm not that mad. I'm just mad that they lost, and I had to sit there and watch it because it went from, like, winning to losing real quick, and I was like, oh, come on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm ruining my Monday. Where else I got to be but in front of the TV right now, you know? It is what it is. Very true. Um, all right, moving on. Jacksonville, they keep giving these teams Jaguars way too many points. They're not that bad. 
they're not going to stop anybody from scoring, but apparently nobody's going to stop them from scoring. You spot them 10 points, it appears that they're just going to cover every week. They are great against the spread. So we're going to get right into it this week with Malik, your Detroit Lions. Lions are going to Carolina. I believe Teddy Bridgewater is not going to play. It's still like maybe 50-50. He may actually play or 70-30. 70 he won't, 30 he will. Um, Christian McCaffrey is definitely not going to play. Mm-hmm. But without Bridgewater, I don't even know who their backup is, honestly. I know you do. Uh, Kyle Allen. Not Kyle Allen. Sorry. Kyle <laughs> Allen is Washington. Um, I had the guy's name. And, uh, uh, I don't have – I'll DJ Walker. Wait, seriously? Yeah. All right. I, I don't even know who that is. I'm not even being mean. I don't know that man. Sorry for that man. But uh, he yeah. the XFL because that's where he came from. Oh, the XFL. Yes, no, he didn't. was. He was the XFL. Like he was like the, the best player or whatever in the XFL. Like he won a he won some award. Okay, I follow a lot of football and I bet on a lot of different sports. But the one thing I wasn't doing with my degenerate self was betting on the XFL. Because then I really have a problem. You got to go to meetings for stuff like that. Okay. So, no, I don't know who P.J. Walker is. The only people in the XFL that I knew were former people, former players of the UB Bulls. That's my, that's my school. And I don't even think the dude, the quarterback from there got any burn. Even though he's like 6'6", can throw like a million yards. Like, they never gave him a shot. So, it is what it is. But P.J. Walker, you're going to get your shot in the pros if uh, Teddy Bridgewater can't go. Carolina Panthers are favored by three points against the Lions, who really got beat up last week. Would they lose to? Uh, Carolina lost to Tampa Bay. Carolina lost to Tampa, and Detroit barely beat Washington, 30-27, to which giving up 27 points to the Washington football team lets me know that that defense is really locked into, you know, something. But they hey. saved Matt Patricia's job. So, hey, it is what it is. A win's a win. Matt Patricia's job ain't safe. It isn't. It they keep it on winning. No, it ain't safe. They're not going to keep on winning. This is not safe. So, anyway, um, <laughs> I think this is – this is uh, it's an interesting game that I don't want to really watch. I was hoping that I – was, I, was, I was hoping that Christian McCaffrey would play. I, I've, I've said before you know, on this show or maybe mm. just maybe outside of this show, like I like Teddy Bridgewater, so I was hoping that he would play. Yeah. Um, I like the players on the side, on Carolina side. I like, I, obviously, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Matt Stafford is my favorite. Like what do you mean, as far as like the players? Yeah. Who do you want to see on the Lions play well? Because DeAndre Swift had a good game last week. DeAndre Swift had a good difference. game, but he's, 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 He's uh, dealing with he's dealing with some injuries um, as well. He, he he's likely to play. I believe he's questionable right now. I'd yeah. love to see Galladay get back on the field. And frankly, I mean, most importantly, Matt Stafford is dealing with the the, the thumb issue on his throwing hand and has been day to day. He may. I mean, he's he's he sounds like he's trending towards playing. Uh, okay. He's going to fight through it. But um, you know, there's always a possibility that he wakes up on Sunday morning and it's not good, and he has to sit out the game. So, in any event, um, uh, I think this spread makes sense just because there's so many um, there's so many unknowns with regards to the team and regards to all of the all of all of the you know people that could be out. Yeah. So just just kind of floating the three because Carolina's at home. Both yeah. teams are pretty much right Bang there in up. the same four, five, three, and six range. Um, and banged up as well kind of makes sense. So 
I, I, I actually on this one, I'm probably going to roll with Carolina. I just feel like um, Detroit again, um, although Detroit has been good on the road um, mm-hmm. so far and has been good at covering the spread on the road so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I just, I just don't see their defense holding it up and being able to actually, you know, maintain a, a lead um, into, <laughs> into the fourth quarter. I mean, look, they, they carried a, they carried a lead into the fourth quarter against that against Washington last week at home. Um, I believe it was like 23 to 23. To, you know, it was like 20. Of, you know, it, it, they, were, they were up over two scores okay. um, going into that, going into that fourth quarter. And they allowed Alex Smith and uh-huh. that offense to come all the way back. I don't see a reason why Carolina can't keep it um, within, within the, it can't, I, I don't see a reason why Carolina can't win the game outright and definitely can't win, can't win by three. So well, I'll take, I, I can think of one reason. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let y'all know. I'll take Carolina, Mike Davis to have a have a pretty good game, and uh, I'll take Carolina and the under here, because uh, to me, just just when you think Detroit's gonna, you know, figure things out and you know get back to five hundred, this is the type of game that they go ahead and lose. So, <laughs> give me Carolina and the under. Captain Positivity over there talking about me being negative. <laughs> All right, my yes. team's at least openly trash on offense, but yeah, go ahead, Ann. Well, that's for me. Um, usually, I just follow along with Blake says and just call it a day. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but this one, I don't know. For some reason, I just have a little itchy feeling. I do love. I love Matt Rule. I wish he was my coach for the Jets because I wanted mm-hmm. him when he, he was available. The Jets had him in the thing in, in interviews or whatever. But anyway, long story short, let me just go back to this. I'm gonna go with um Detroit on this. I'm gonna go with Detroit in the over. I think they're actually gonna win this, and I think okay. they're gonna they're gonna win they're gonna win um big on this. All right. I um, I don't know who P.J. Walker is. The fact that he played in the XFL. No, the fact that he played in the XFL and was killing it there lets me know that this guy really, 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 really loves playing football. Because I heard they were just like, it was barely hanging on before coronavirus hit, but their paychecks were like barely cashing. So it is what it is. But if he can actually get the starting backup job in Carolina um, with a college coach like Matt Rule, who's never heard of him, He's willing to give anybody a chance. If Mike Davis can hold it together without, clearly without Christian McCaffrey, they got rocked last week. And Teddy Bridgewater took some real serious hits. So I don't have much faith in their proud receiver core, but at least they're healthy. The Lions have better receivers in Carolina. I don't know who the backup is for the Lions either. If Stafford Chase Daniel. Go. Chase Daniel. Oh, yeah. we, I should have because we talked about him before. Lions getting three. I think sadly this is three is like just the default spread. So right. with that, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Carolina. PJ Walker is gonna be all heart. He's gonna pull this one out. Sorry, Ant, you're gonna lose. I'm going on the loan. You beat us last week picking Pittsburgh, but that's just because <laughs> Cincinnati just I don't know decided not to show up to the game or something. I don't know what it was, but yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are still the favorite this one after blowing a game in uh, New England, losing that one to Cam Newton and those boys. Kind of surprising. Um, they were able to run the ball well, but I think I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to have to go with the Ravens at home. Tennessee's good, but they're not that good. Uh, Tennessee wasn't even able to cover last week, so I can't imagine see them covering on the road against Baltimore, who's one of the best teams in the AFC. They dropped the game they shouldn't have dropped, but that had to do with the crazy weather that they had to play in. And the weather's actually going to be this nice in Baltimore, so nice sunny day. I think they'll be able to run all over the Titans. Their run defense isn't great. And they should be able to hold Derrick Henry 
low enough and keep them in check. Ravens by a touchdown, easy. And the over. Over or under 48 and a half. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I got the over too, but I've got Tennessee Titans in the over. Shocking. I think the book is out on um, Greg Roman right now. It always seems like for some reason he's come, he comes out with a bang with these um, with his quarterbacks or whatever, make them look good and everything like that. Hype them up, then the league just catches up and figure it out. I think it's going to be some time before Greg Roman actually fixes this off this offense and stuff like that uh-huh. later on down the road. But right now, I can see Titans actually pulling this off, so I'm going to go with Tennessee in the, in the over in this one. Okay. Malik. Baltimore's at home. They're coming off of uh, what I think what many would say was a surprising and bad loss against a team that they probably should have won. Tennessee has surprisingly not been a very good defensive team over the last few weeks, and that has led to them giving up higher scores than expected. Um, this is a high. This is a pretty big line for a Baltimore team that's that seems to be up and down. Lamar Jackson still can't seem to get it, get it right throwing the ball down the field. But this may be a defense that he can do this against and uh, he can have a, a pretty good showing against. And you're probably going to have to score some points against Tennessee because that's the one thing that they still can do pretty well um, pretty effectively uh, with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry in that offense. So um, let me roll. I'm going to roll with Baltimore uh, getting back in the winning column and uh, covering uh, with the five and I'll take the over here. Um, even though I think Tennessee's, I think Baltimore's defense is stingy enough, uh, that they can keep Tennessee, they can keep Tennessee down. I still think it's about, you're looking at about 20 to 24 points for both sides. And if you get, you know, you get me 27, 24, it's over 48 and a half. So I'll, I'll take that. All right. All right. Two games in a row on my own. Yeah. Next up, we got, the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. And I'm pretty confident that Jameis Winston is going to start over Taysom Hill, although I would love to see that, being as everybody in the state of Louisiana seems to think that Taysom Hill is their quarterback of the future at 29 years old. They don't believe that. Oh, they do. And the message they don't believe that. So. They're they, lying to they themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I look, I, I have family in New Orleans. My family in New Orleans, they know better. They ain't yeah, stupid. But they're, not, they're not the ones buying Taysom Hill jerseys. We know who we're talking about here. It ain't them. Yeah, it, it ain't, it ain't it that ain't, part of New Orleans. It, it, exactly. It's it's the outskirts, <laughs> and uh, we don't care about them, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Peyton Manning grew up. That's the part that's cheering for Taysom. So we we know what it is. Uh, I don't know. The Atlanta Falcons could score a ton of points. The Saints' defense isn't terrible. They shut down Tom Brady. They should be able to stop Matt Ryan. They're at home. I don't think Jameis is going to turn the ball over a ton. This could be like a three touchdown, three pick <laughs> game for him because they just got to win by five, right? The, the spread here is four. So yep. the Saints are given four. This is actually a tough and interesting game. It could either be a great game to watch where it's like 27, 28, or 35, 34, or it could be like 35 to three. And the Falcons just get crushed. Uh, Calvin Ridley's hurt. Julio Jones is healthy. Their running game is actually going pretty good with Gurley. Um, I mean, the gamble in me wants to take the Falcons, but it just makes sense that the Saints should be able to win. You know, nobody expected Jameis to start, but I guess they got the best start backup quarterback right now in Jameis. So I'm going to go. I like Matt Ryan, though, but I got I to gotta, I gotta go with the Saints. Like, they just got too many weapons. Their wide receivers are healthy. They've had a couple of weeks to practice. Michael Thomas is going to play. 
I'm going to go with the Saints, winning this one by six, two field goals here. And surprisingly, I'm going to go with the under. The over-under is 51 and a half. I think they'll, I think they'll combine for about 48, 49 points combined. It'll be a little bit more lopsided than we think. And yeah, I'm going with the Saints as well, but I'm going with the Saints with the over on this one. I don't trust Atlanta. Never did. Ever since they lost that Super Bowl, don't trust them. They're gonna get the, they're gonna get the behind stump. I don't care. You can put everybody Wait, which, behind there. What Super Bowl are you talking about? I'm talking about the one with the Dirty Birds. You're talking about the one against the Pats. Well, either one. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I just don't trust them at all. And you can put um, who's that um quarterback we were talking about before? Um, PJ, whatever his name is. You can put PJ him on Walker. the Saints, and he'll still win. Oh wow. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, I'll pass this off to Malik. I got, like I said, I got the Saints in the over. Okay, Malik. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've learned, I've learned not to trust Teddy. Uh, I'm sorry, not Teddy. I've learned not to not to trust James Winston to do anything uh, in my favor. Um, I have ridden the James Winston, you know, bandwagon. From when he, I look like from when the when the man came out of Florida State, you know, I was I was on his side, you know, picking him over Mariota, which which I think in hindsight is still was still the right the right decision to make given where given where Mariota is, you know, currently with his career and where, where they are in their respective careers. They both not um, well. No, neither one of them are. <laughs> neither, he's in he's in uh, Vegas. Uh, I believe he's backing up uh, Derek Carr. Um, so I think I was right about that. But the thing that I have been, you know, flatly wrong about is Jameis Winston has still not shown the ability to, you know, throw himself out of trouble um, on and off the field. I mean, I'm not talking about off the field right now, but on the field, he is absolutely a, he is just a, he's a, he's an accident waiting to happen. He's a mistake. He's a mistake on a regular basis on the field. He, he wow. will make, he will make the, he will make the game much closer than it needs to be because he will throw to your point Ace, he will throw three touchdowns and four interceptions. It's just likely to happen as bad as, as, bad as, as look, as bad as the, uh, as the Falcon defense has been at points this year, they have actually, good. they have actually been able to get after the quarterback and make a couple, you know, and, and, you know, make things make things a little bit interesting and i believe that matt ryan and that uh that falcons offense is going to you know put up some points so i'm going to take atlanta um okay. to cover i don't necessarily okay. know that they'll, know that they'll win but i'll take them to cover give me the points and uh i'll, I'll roll with atlanta here um so i was being gone is all it takes huh I, I honestly i think that i think that the this is this is one of those games i mean atlanta new orleans they've been you know obviously division rivals they don't like each other. Um, their 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 score their games tend to get in the high numbers anyway yeah. on a regular it's like basis. It's like a low key rivalry. I heard it's a bit of people from Atlanta and people from New Orleans. Oh yeah, this is it's better. a it's yeah it's yeah it's it's a real rivalry between between both sides. Typically, yeah. um, my, my my parents live in at live in Atlanta. My family lives in Georgia. I have tons of family from New Orleans, and they tend to travel back and forth to go to this game. So. Uh, uh, and, and root against. Yeah. Um, so that is a, uh, it's a thing uh, because they're in close proximity together. It's only a seven hour drive between the two, um, two locations. So, so you can pretty much make that, make that drive overnight without a, without a problem. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to take Atlanta, take the points here. And uh, again, I don't think that New Orleans is going to lose the game. I think they're, 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 they're the better team, but I think that Atlanta will keep it close. 
right. So this right. question here, do you believe that it was Jameis is messing up? It was because of the eyes, the eye thing? Because, you know, in the offseason, his people just kept on saying he needed the uh, LASIK surgery type of thing. I think he got be LASIK, that? right? I don't know if uh, did he did he get the surgery? I remember he, I remember yeah, he hearing got about six surgery and he also threw an interception last game. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not trying that. to be a jerk, no, but in fairness to him, that did bounce off a receiver's hands. Like he hit the man in the hands and he didn't catch it. So like it's not always all on him, but you know, has it like, has he needed has he needed has he been without like okay, yeah. first off, the man's been the man was well, he made like twenty million dollars last year. If he didn't realize after four years million. of after four years of playing football and throwing as many picks as he did, he didn't. He, it, it took him five years to realize that he needed surgery on those eyes. Like he, that, that, that's that was the the calling card for him. I'm, I'm a big fan. Of anybody, in college. I'm a big fan of anybody who's willing to keep on throwing. You know what I'm saying? Just keep shooting. <laughs> keep the, shooting the shot no matter how many times you fail. Like, yo, I don't care if you, yo, I'm, I'm gonna go. If I'm one for ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three for thirty. You know. I I don't only disagree. quitters stop shooting. It's 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 the John Starks mentality. Like beyond, I don't disagree like with Ritter it. Like said, only quitters stop shooting. <laughs> I, I don't I don't disagree with it. I, I just don't have to bet with it. That's all. I hear you. I hear you. All right, this is gonna be a quick one, Anthony. I'm gonna go to you first. This is your New York Football Jets going to the Chargers. I believe they moved to LA now, so I think they're yeah no longer San Diego. Yeah. Who knew? Uh, playing in their brand new stadium with no one in it, giving 10 points to your Jets, who are trying to lose every game by a million. So let's see what you think. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is definitely a tough one here because, you know, the Jets are going o- over from East Coast to West Coast and stuff, you know, so all these factors you got to think of, man. <laughs> Come on now. You know what going well, this charge going to blow them out, man. Take the charge to the over, man. Come on. <laughs> this is gonna the be over-under is 45 and a half. So even if they beat them by, like, 30 points, they could still beat them 40, they could still beat them 35 to like seven and yeah, not it, hit that. That would still be 42 points, just so no, you know. No, it's going to be more. That, that, that game that you saw versus the Patriots, that, that was um, a fluke. Yeah, that was a fluke. What the about reason the game why Buffalo? I actually have a personal belief. The reason why the Patriots actually was, that game was actually kind of close because the Patriots were really trying to trick the Ravens. We are so not they, here know, for your football conspiracy. We are not here for your football conspiracy theory show. That's another day. <laughs> That's another day. That, another, another podcast day. that doesn't exist. Yes, but anyway, yes. I got the charges in the over in this one. They're going to smack. They're going. It's going to be a smackdown. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. That's my lock of the week. Quick. That's your lock of the week. Yes, well, we're going back to that. I'm, I'm I'm going against you on that one. Uh, the Chargers have shown that they can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory consistently. They've lost more close games than any team in the league. They got a rookie quarterback. Not that the Jets are great, but Joe Flacco did throw for two, three touchdowns last week out of nowhere of the last time they played. So I don't believe in the Chargers defense. Melvin Ingram is healthy. Joey Bose is healthy. Let's see if, you know, they can keep him off a statue Flacco. And uh, I'm going to give Jets getting 10 if this goes higher than that. Like, it's at least up to 13 and a half. I'm definitely taking the Jets in real life. But uh, I'm going to pick the Jets getting 10 points. If Jacksonville can score, I think the Jets could score on the Chargers. Malik. Flacco is backo, and I oh have no, God. I have no faith <laughs> in you. Joe and the squad here. Look, I, I look, I, I get it, I get it. Um, it's good. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to lay ten points on a Chargers team that's what like two and six right now. They're not. They're not a good team. This is the worst combined so, record of any game this week. Yeah. These so teams like, have combined for nineteen losses. 
there's no reason there's no like legitimate reason for the chargers to be a 10 and to be a 10 point favorite over anybody especially the jets except when joe flacco is backup so (laughs) i am i am gonna roll with the charges here um you are you are so you are alone taking the jets look i've watched the i mean ace i don't know i don't know how much you've gotten to see the jets over the last few weeks but i've i've watched benefits of moving out of the new york city area like you just get past (laughs) hartford and you don't have to get stuck with the jets like as bad as the Jets have been this year living up here for the past two three years it's it's good it's nice to just get one home team as opposed to getting stuck with two teams that you don't want to watch Yep, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I've watched the Jets uh, multiple weeks this year yeah. um, find ways to just not score points. Like, just, just to, yeah. just to kind of, it's, it's like they're allergic to it. I don't know where Adam Gase got his, his degree in offense because yeah. the man just, just finds ways and plays and, and routes to, you know, three and out. I think three and out is his, <laughs> I think that's the coach. If you want, if you want a coach that that's, can get you three and outs, like that's that's what he does. Um, I'm Matt Nagy. <laughs> so I can definitely see this game getting out of hand pretty quick. Um, Herbert and the Chargers offense is actually still you know pretty good. Keenan Allen's yeah. Keenan Allen's there. Mike Williams is there. Uh, Hunter Henry is back. You know, in playing. Fairness, the Jets don't have anybody in defense to stop any of those guys. Right. I mean, and and that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just so, I see I see an yeah. offensive. I see a, at the very least I see an offensive. I'm not gonna say explosion, but I see an offensive uh, offensive game that the Chargers are able to get a get a good get a good solid lead, and the Jets just have troubles coming back because they can't run the football um, effectively. And you're gonna put the hand put the ball in the hands of Flacco, and he's gonna, you know, he's got to show that he can bring the team back, and that's just not him anymore. So, give me the Chargers. Uh, what's the over under here? Forty five. Give me the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I will take the under here because I just again don't think that the <laughs> don't think the Jets three. are going to be scoring it. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll, I think it'll lay somewhere around like 31, 31, 10, something That's like that. I say it's going to be forty-five all the way with the Chargers. Yeah, I hear y'all. Okay, well, I'm taking. Yeah, you're going to give me double-digit points. I'm sorry, you've won two games. You lost. The Chargers found a way to lose to the Jaguars. So yeah, I'm taking the Jets. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. The Jets just Anything might not. One cornerback. Clearly, he wasn't doing very well because they were 0-9. So, maybe he needed to be cut. Maybe he had to go. The dude is trash. You know? But, um, yeah, these guys are still, you know, they're still auditioning for next year. Everybody's collecting this tape. They still want to be in the league and keep getting these checks like Flacco. They better play a couple of games well. You can't blame it all on the coach. You can't blame it all on the coach. Some of it's you. Jason's playbook is a coloring book. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I think I think his playbook, I think his playbook is is, is written for three and outs. It's like so it's 30, three outs. fifteen screen. It's good. They don't they don't have they don't have fourth down plays on their <laughs> in their playbook because we punt. Uh, okay. Well, next up we got Dallas. How about them, Dallas Cowboys? Still within what one game or two games of first place in their division at they two and seven. Yeah, uh, and the Minnesota Vikings, who just beat my Chicago Bears, a pox on them with Kirk Cousins, somehow are favored by seven points at home. I don't understand. Andy Dalton's coming back. They're coming off a of bye week. They got Zeke. Um, with Dalvin Cook, That's I, I see why, because Cowboys' defense is really not that good. Even with the Bears' defense, he ran 33 times and almost got a 
hundred yards, which is about two yards a carry, two two point seven, two point eight yards a carry, somewhere around there. But um, the Cowboys' defense is not that good. They got Alden Smith. They got a few guys who can ball out and maybe get some sacks. So I don't expect them to throw for a lot. But with Cook, they could cover this, or this could end up being a push. If it goes to seven and a half, I'd probably take the Cowboys. You know what? I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think they can lose this by a little bit. I think Zeke will surprise them, and they're going to be able to stay in the game. The Vikings know they have to win out, and they might win this game, but I don't think they're going to win it by enough. I'm going to take the Cowboys getting seven. I have faith that Andy Dalton's going to have one good game, and I'm picking this one to be it because the Vikings have zero pass rush. Uh, was it? Nick Foles is just that slow. Don't give him more credit. Don't give their defense more credit than they deserve. They have one quality linebacker. Everybody else is kind of about average, I would say. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys and their pass rush and their defense getting going and Zeke probably carrying the ball and getting about 150 yards in this one. Cowboys plus seven. And this game is really horrible. I can't believe that, that division is horrible, but I can't believe it's not the game for the week, at least. Cowboys just look like the all Madden team, but they don't even act like it. Maybe it's just because they're the Cowboys or whatever. But um, yeah, Minnesota looked great last week. And I think they're going to do the same thing this week. I don't care if Andy Dolan came back, whatever. Minnesota did not look great. Minnesota had two turnovers and had a bad offense that had seven three and outs in a row. But they did not look great. better than the other they team. Looked, they looked good enough. It looked good enough to get you pissed off. You know what, Ant? Your team's 0-9, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's going to be 0-10 next week, but, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I got Minnesota here, and I got Minnesota in the um, – I said Minnesota in the, in the under in this one. Yeah, the over-under in this one's 47.5. I'm not even paying attention to that. I think it'll be under as well. I'm just going with the Cowboys. I'm taking all – I think this week a lot of the other dogs are going to surprise us. But go ahead, Malik. Um. <clears throat> If you if you want to believe in anything here, um, then if you want to believe, continue to believe in Dalvin Cook and his ability to he really is you know dude. if and his ability to just, just kind of run over a team, run over a team and control control pace. Um, it seems to be what uh, <clears throat> you know what Coach Zimmer wants them to do, and the way that they want them to win. Um, and so. I just think this is too high of a line for them to be for anybody to be expecting Minnesota to cover because the style of play that they're going to, that they're going to run is going to be through Dalvin cook. And so what, you know, typically when you have a running a team that runs as much as they do and, um, and, you know, tries to take the ball out of the hands of the quarterback, you're going to get low scores. Uh, Dallas can score. Like Dallas, we know that Dallas can score. I mean, they were able to score with, they were able to score really well with, um, with Dak and with Dak under center and maybe getting Dalton back and, you know, having that week off you know, gives them an opportunity to kind of get in sync a little bit and, you know, start, start actually feeding, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, who, you know, is still their best offensive player um, and keep things relatively close. So if Minnesota is going to be running on their end, I feel like Dallas is going to be running on their side. Score is going to remain relatively close and, um, a Dallas will either win out, win outright, or they'll lose by just enough to cover the spread. So I'll take Dallas and the under, um, yeah, over under 47 and a half. I'll take Dallas and the under here as right. well. And if you're really believing in Dallas, to our listeners at home, if you're really believing in Dallas to take this one outright, they are plus 250 on the money line. So for every dollar, you get $2, two, two and a half back. 
that'd be a good bonus bet to add to any parlay. I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, it would be if you're a Cowboys fan, this is one that, you know, maybe you play. Because I, I think yeah. Minnesota's been Minnesota's won three straight. <clears throat> so they're primed to me, they're primed for a letdown and they're not as good as people think they are. Just that's just how I feel about them. Mm. Um Chiefs. I mean, huh. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like they're <clears throat> they're four and five, and they're they're minus eleven uh, point differential. So, yeah, they're not great on defense. They're not very good. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs going to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are getting eight points at home, and I can understand why after the last two weeks of what is this name? I keep Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. The last two weeks of uh, not Marcus Mariota. Who's the guy in front of him? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Last two weeks, Derek Carr coming up small on uh, offense, throwing 150, 160 yards each week about, but no picks, no interceptions, just being more of a game manager than trying to win them the game. And against the Chiefs, that is going to get you rocked. Chiefs defense is actually really good in the passes. Um, they're holding t- opposing teams and receivers to very few points in fantasy which translates on the field because if you're holding them to not so many yards after the catch, things like that, the Raiders haven't really shown ability to separate. Ruggs is pretty good, but Renfro and Nelson Aguilar are doing so-so. They've been able to run the ball really well, which may keep them in the game, make it a little bit closer. But even getting eight points, I still think the Chiefs want to go in there and avenge that loss at home and kind of blow out the Raiders, especially on their home field. Even in front of no fans, um, I think the Chiefs are going to go in there and try to drop about 40 on them, if not more, and they actually have the ability to do it. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the over. The over-under is 56 and a half. So the Chiefs should probably beat them about, I don't know, 42 to 14, I'm going to say. Just get them there, right? That'll get them to 56. That'll get you to 56. Yeah. So they're going to have to beat them by 45 to 14, adding a field goal. All right, Malik. Yeah, um, this is a revenge game for KC. Um, <clears throat> you know, I cannot, I can't find the statistic, but um, the stat, the stat that I know is is very high. And if you guys can take a look at it, and you you can look at it while I'm talking, uh, Andy Reid does not lose coming off of his bye week. He just does not. I, I think he's like uh, he may very well be undefeated if he does have a loss. If he does have one or two losses in his 17 years. Like he just does not lose coming off of a bye week. Um, he is fantastic off of the buys. And so that's obviously, I feel like Kansas city is definitely going to win the game. Um, and this might be one of those games where I remember it was a couple of weeks ago. I think they were playing the jets um, where they were ahead by like four scores and Patrick Mahomes was still throwing it, you know, um, yeah. This is going to be that game to me. I think this is definitely going to be that game where, you know, they'll be comfortably ahead and it'll be really easy for them to just go ahead and run the ball. And Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and those boys, they go, no, nah, we're going to, we're going to keep on pushing up the score. We're going to keep doing what we doing what we do um, and prove to these Raiders who are the only team to have beaten us this season, prove to them that they are not on our level um, and, they should, you know, take a step back and uh, and watch, you know, watch the magic happen. So, yeah, I'm going to take KC. Um, I'm actually going to play the under here because I actually think that the I actually think for me the uh, you made a good point, uh, Ace, that mm. K- 
Casey's defense is actually pretty good against the pass. So if yeah. you do get up on them pretty if, – if Casey's able to get up on them and force Las Vegas to have to throw the ball, um, that's going to play right into their hands. And maybe they get a couple of interceptions, a couple of turnovers, um, and make things difficult for Derek Carr and, and, and uh, Las Vegas to, uh, to come back. Casey's more than, more than welcome to play in a shootout. They, I don't think that that's the problem for them. Um, but they don't have to. Um, you know, more more opportunities for them to score points. So, give me Casey. I'll take the under there. All right, man. All right. So, in his as Malik was saying, um, in his 22 years as NFL head coach, Andy Reid has an 18 and three record after coming out to the bye. But with Patrick Mahomes, he has never lost. This is so according three to Chiefs Wire. That's three seasons. Yes. But okay. this is that I'm going with the um, Chiefs on this one as well, and I'm just going to go with the over. I'm not y'all guys explained everything there perfectly well, and we can move on. I'm, but I'm going to put Chiefs in the over for me. Okay, all right, all right. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are getting ten points. And the over under is forty six and a half. Now. Two things I want to point out. I'm going to make this one a quick one. The Steelers were able to cover a huge spread last week against Cincinnati. That was a divisional game. I was very confident they were going to win. I was kind of surprised that they were able to stop their uh, passing game so well. Joe Burrow's a rookie, so maybe the season just kind of caught up with him and he was overwhelmed. For some reason, Jacksonville has been able to put together a bunch of very, very close games. They actually started out the season with a win against Indianapolis. And they have their negative 72 on their point differential on the season. And the only two teams that have actually kind of, well, they, there's three teams that have blown them out. Three teams that have given them, yeah, real trouble. Miami uh, and Houston. Miami, Houston, and Detroit. They kept it close with the Chargers. They kept it close with Houston again in their second game. They kept it close with the Green Bay Packers, which everyone thought they were going to blow them out, which was last week. They lost, ended up losing 24-20. Packers have a much better offense than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Aaron Jones was, I don't know if he played or if he was healthy, but their running backs played okay. Green Bay was able to get away with the win. That new quarterback that they have in Jacksonville was able to get it done. And their defense is actually playing so-so if they can keep Aaron Rodgers in check. So I think, I don't know if the Steelers are going to blow them out. The Steelers just keep finding ways to win. But um, I could see the Jaguars losing this by like six, three, or even just one touchdown. So you're going to give them 10 points. I'm going to jump on this real quick. This is going to be my, no, actually, I'll hold on. It's not going to be my lock. But I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover this, especially because they're at home. And, yeah, they're, they're trying to do some things. And I think this is a two, three-win team. So they're not exactly tanking to get Trevor Lawrence, but they definitely would be. So this is probably a game they're probably counting on to lose anyway. So I'm going to pick the Jaguars to cover by seven. Plus, te- plus 10, I should say. Malik. Um, made a good point. I don't, I don't agree with it, but you made good points. <laughs> I mean, it's just what the games have been like. They for some reason like no. they, they can stop Rodgers at home. Who maybe he was just taking it easy, and that's why they played bad. I don't know, but um, no. I mean, I I think this is what this is now week three of Mr. Luton um yeah. out there and. You know, this is going to be his biggest challenge. This is going to be his biggest challenge. You know, uh, Pittsburgh's defense is the real deal. They're coming into Jacksonville. They're going to put a thumping on this this kid, and they're going to make him 
they're going to make him earn everything that he gets. Uh, I think it, it, for me, for Jacksonville to cover this, like I don't think Pittsburgh's going to let uh, James Robinson, is his name right, the, the running back? Yeah. I don't think, the, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to let him do much of anything. And so See, this is going – If you blitz, he will, he will actually play well. No, but I don't. I, just QB. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I, I think that I think the Pittsburgh's focus is going to be stop their stop their run, force their quarterback into you know third and long situations, and then you know and bring the dogs after him. Right, and that's that's pretty much what's going to happen. Um, and I, I have some faith and some trust in that Pittsburgh offense to put some points up. James Conner is going to be running the ball um, effectively, and. You know, Big Ben is just not going to make mistakes. I, that's, I think that's the type of quarterback he is now. He's not, he's not the big-armed, you know, gunslinger that he used to be. I mean, he can be that from time to time. But he's, not, he's just not going to make mistakes. He's just going to play the game the way it needs to be played, get them, out, get them out of there with a win. And right now, Pittsburgh is 3-1 and one against the spread on the road uh, this season. Uh, and Jacksonville has been two and two at home against the, against the spread. So you know, two teams that have been two teams that have played have played it pretty well, um, have played against the spread pretty well, and played close to whatever their projections have been, which is which is actually uh, making this a little bit more difficult. But even so, I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll give the ten because um, I don't think wow. Pittsburgh's going to lose. I definitely don't think they're going to lose this game, and I don't think uh, this is going to be a really good good week for Jake Luton. So wait, you you pick Pittsburgh though? I'm taking Pittsburgh. Okay, but Luton's gonna have a good game. No, I think I think he's gonna have a bad game. I think oh, this is gonna be oh. the bad game, the bad oh. Jake Luton, because this is gonna be the All first right. uh, the first time he's 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 faced. This is his his first real test um, against a real defense that's going to be pinning their ears back and trying to you know take his head off. So I got you. We'll see. Big game, Pittsburgh. No, I have Jacksonville and Luke's got Pittsburgh. So I know who you're going to pick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Luton sounds like a, a, one of those ramen noodle soups or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> I think this is going to be all a shocker right here for some reason. I, okay. I, think, I think this is a trap game for Pittsburgh, and they're going to take the ball out. They, they're not going to really run it through Jake Luton that much. Okay. And I think they, they're actually going to um, – Maybe set up some like play actions and stuff like that. Maybe run the ball a little bit more. Okay. But for for some reason, I got Jacksonville on this as well. For some and I got reason. Jacksonville on the under in this. Oh, the under. So it's going to be defensive battle. Over under in mm-hmm. this is forty six and a half, which is actually kind of low for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because Jacksonville well, got, and I, most Jacksonville games have been pretty high scoring and playing in the high forties. Right. I think this is going to be this is going to be a defensive battle here. Okay. All right. I like that. Next up, we have the New England Patriots visiting the Houston Texans. I kind of like this game. I'm definitely going to have to watch it because I live in New England, about nine miles or 15 miles from that stadium, where my favorite Trader Joe's happens to be. Shout out to them. Uh, I think the Pats are going to get right in this one. If they're able to pull it out against a much better defense than Houston has, which is Baltimore, I don't see a reason for them to not be able to beat this team when Houston couldn't even uh, muster up more than seven points against Cleveland. Uh, And the last team they beat was actually Jacksonville. Actually, the only team they've beaten is Jacksonville. They've dropped games against Minnesota, Tennessee, in overtime. 
But the fact that they lost to Minnesota kind of lets me know, and Cleveland by that little amount, kind of lets me know that even though New Orleans giving them a point and a half, I think New Orleans can beat them by a field goal. They might just eat this out. Uh, Duke Johnson, I think, is their starting court running back right now. Their quarterback is pretty good. We all know Deshaun Watson can ball out, but I think the Cam Newton show is just going to take off, and uh, Nikhil Harry is actually healthy this week, and he's going to play, which gives them a more legitimate receiver to be on the team, actually be starting. Their tight ends aren't really good for the Pats, but their running game is actually getting going, so I'm going to take the Patriots, and this is going to be my lock of the week. I'm going to take the Pats as my lock. They're only giving a point and a half to the Texans, so they should kind of crush them. I'm expecting to have much of a good season here, and the Pats are actually getting it together, and they're trying to make a playoff push. So Pats and the under at 48 and a half. It's going to be an ugly game just like last week, but the Pats are going to win. And I have Pats and I got the Pats and the under as well. This is the time of the year where Patriots start kicking up a notch all of a sudden, changing things around, and it seems like they're actually getting their groove back in the running game again. And I, I definitely can see them actually taking out Houston on this one. It's, it's basically teacher versus um, um student in this one. Coach Cornell versus his old, versus his old um head coach. You know they fired boss. Bill O'Brien, right? Hmm? Yeah, he's you know talking about Cornell. Bill O'Brien. <clears throat> oh, Romeo yeah. Cornell. Yeah. yeah, Cornell's never beaten him. Yeah, and I don't think it's gonna happen again. So I got New England under in this one. Gotcha, Malik. This is tough, man. I, I, this is tough because I'm really? a huge, I'm a Watson fan, man. I want to see him. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him do well. Um, year, unfortunately. I, he's been I in the playoffs, but yeah, he has. I mean, and he's been in the playoffs multiple years in a row, like too, as well. And I expected, I really did expect more from this team. And I think that New England is, you know, a middle of the pack type of squad that when they go on the road, they should be underdogs and when they're at home they should be favored i think that they're one of those teams um and so i don't see a reason why the patriots are are favored here other than people seem to like the belichick cam newton uh combination or or this is just or this is just giving this is just you know giving belichick the benefit of the doubt look new england's defense isn't very good no it's not that houston has two wins and they're both against the jacksonville jaguars yeah that's why new england's favored yeah i mean look i i Okay, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, I don't feel like New England should be New England. I, I think that's I, this. My argument is on the New England side. New England hasn't okay. done anything yet to show a reason why on the road they should be favored against anybody. I don't care who they're playing; they shouldn't be okay. favored, unless it is Jacksonville or the Jets. So you know what I mean, like one of those two teams. Um, but against a team like Houston, that's that's you know that can score and can some, yeah. can put some points on the board. Um, I don't see a reason why. New England's still one-dimensional. I don't, yeah, you you talked about Nikhil Harry coming back. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna roll, look, I'm gonna roll with Houston here. I'm Whatever. gonna take, I'm gonna give, give me the, give me the points. I'm gonna roll with Houston. And maybe it's a one point loss and Deshaun Watson doesn't, uh, you know, they can't, can't get it done or it has to play some hero ball towards the end. But I'm rolling with them. Um, you know, take, take the pats down. Like, you know, hurt, hurt them, take them down, get them out of here. Uh, give me Houston, and um, I will. I will, I will also take the over here. I'll take the. Sorry, what was the over under on this one? Forty eight. This one is yeah, forty eight. Forty eight and a half. Give me the under. I'll take the under, but I I want I want Houston. Give me the points. All right. Next up, 
we have the Cleveland Browns hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Browns are giving up three points. And the over-under on this one is 47 and a half. The Browns will probably win this game. And they'll probably also throw away another touchdown at the end of the game to be able to cover the spread. Maybe that's <laughs> just me being salty from last week because I don't get why you ran out of bounds with a minute to go when you can put your team up by 10. What you're telling—it's a terrible strategy because you you know why? Because what you're telling me is you don't—you believe so little in your defense that held another team to seven points an entire game. No, take a knee. Hold on, that they can't win, that they can't hold a ten-point lead for a minute. Why do we need to just take? We can take a knee and go home. In the the words, in the words of Herman Edwards, you play to win the game. They were winning the game. You don't play not to lose. They were winning the game. They were winning the game. Cross the goal line, line, my man. Cross the goal line. This is not the first time I've seen that actually happen. I've seen quite teams. I've seen um, running backs that could actually just run it in and they just go to the side or whatever. Yeah, but not when you not usually when you're going to put your team up by double digits. Usually they let you run it in, and usually you should because they they didn't cover everything for you. (laughs) First of all, we all had them, so had they covered, we all would have been positive. Except only I was. Only I was only I was plus five hundred. I like. <laughs> I wasn't upset by this. It's fine. So, Go ahead. It's just ridiculous to me, costing people money out here. But regardless <laughs> of that, I still got to go with the Cleveland Browns because the Eagles have just been terrible. I guess that game against San Francisco earlier in the year was just a fluke. They seem to be able to score a bunch of points. They scored a lot against Pittsburgh. They scored a lot against Baltimore. Aside from that, they've only beaten the Giants and the Cowboys and the San Francisco. So, and that tie is really, that's all that's keeping them in a lead right now. I can't see them coming out and just playing great against Cleveland. Nick Chubb is back. Cleveland's got a good running game. Pittsburgh's defense is so-so. Fletcher Cox is all right, but he's, you know, Philadelphia's got a pretty good defensive line, but I still, I just favor the Browns. And I think, I think they should be able to beat them by seven. Wentz has been very shaky. So I'm going to go with the Browns minus three and lay those points. Malik, what do you got to say? Yeah, you're you were upset about Cleveland, you know, and and Nick Chubb running out of bounds and and ruining and ruining and ruining the ruin the ruining the cover. I am less mad about. I am more mad about Philly laying a goose egg against the damn Giants. We all had them. We all had them, and. They were you know, in our parlay, actually. Yeah, and they were in our parlay, and they were the only, they were the reason why our parlay didn't hit this week, last yes, week. Fair enough. Because everybody else won. So, yeah, Pitt, so Philly, Philly, screw you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we get for picking a team with uh, three wins. Like, seriously, but seriously. I'm, ne- I'm never doing this it. again. They I'm never doing this New again. Jersey Giants. Uh, I, Cleveland is going. This is a this is the type of game that Cleveland you know is, is Cleveland pulls out. Um, they are like you said, Ace. Yeah. They are the similar to Minnesota in the sense, and, and it's funny because that Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings last season, and now uh, has come over to Cleveland, and they are almost exactly the same team. They run the football, they, they take the ball. Well, they 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 take the ball out of the hands of their quarterback, and they win with you know. Running the ball in defense, the right? Basically, basically, <laughs> they say, "Look, I mean, our quarterback's gonna throw 20, 26, 25, you know, or less than thirty times in the game, and we're gonna run the football thirty to thirty-five times, and we're just gonna keep, you know, keep matriculating the ball down the field that way, and you know, control the clock and control field position and all those things." So, 
Um, I think it's the same thing. Cleveland is going to do exactly that again. Uh, Philly's not going to be able to do much about it. And uh, Cleveland's going to, you know, control, control the game, control the clock and get it, get out of there with a win. So uh, I'll take Cleveland. Uh, I think they'll win by about four or five points. I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge victory one way or the other, but I will take Cleveland, give the points and I will, I'll hit the under here. I don't know what the weather's looking like. So I'll hit the under here. Because Cleveland tends to get, tends to get a little, the winds tend to get a little swirly. It gets a little cold. So, you know, if, let me, if it let wasn't me, Philly, yeah, I, I know, know. It's, it'd always be sunny in Philadelphia, but uh, they're up by the lake, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> and it's not going to be say? sunny in Philadelphia this week because it's going to be the Browns. You're going to beat the mess out of them. And it's gonna be, <laughs> I got Browns in the over in this one. I think they, I think this is going to be the same thing like Malik says, wow. but for some reason, I think it's going to be more of a higher, higher scoring on this. All right. Oh, you, you're taking the over. You think they're yeah, not, the going to be in the 50s? Yeah. Okay. You know what I that just means. Want to be a little bit different too, too. That's all. Okay. Just want to be a little enough. bit different. Uh, this might cost me, but I just, I just want to be a little bit different. All right. My favorite team to watch all season, except for last week, Brown Bengals let me down. The Washington Football Team is hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Both of these teams are overly average. I don't know how to say it. They're the most average, average teams. <laughs> they really are. I think they both have the same record, except the. I mean, same win loss minus you know that tie, that odd tie that Cincinnati has. Yeah, Cincinnati's two six and one. Washington is two and seven. Two and seven. So these are both two two win teams. So these teams combined have four wins between them. So it's kind of like two uh, un- two totally defeated teams in college football meeting up. Somebody's got to get a win, or maybe not. Maybe they'll have two ties. Who knows? That'd be kind of. Has that ever happened? I don't even know if that's ever happened. I mean, I really would hope not for the Cincinnati's sake, but that would actually help Washington because anything but a loss is a win for them. Um, Washington is actually giving two points to the Bengals. They have the better quarterback. Actually, I don't know. I can't just outright say that. Somehow, some way, Alex Smith just keeps coming back every single day. My man had 400 yards, right? 290-something yards and like three TDs. Against the Lions. Yeah, but Don't. Um, this is the Bengals. <laughs> They're not exactly defensive juggernauts either. They traded away Carlos Dunlap, who was one of their better defensive linemen. They benched him because they wanted him to work harder, and now he's working harder for a better team, which is the Seattle, which is the Seattle Seahawks, who just won tonight. Yeah, he played good tonight, too. So, I don't, yeah, he played well. So, I guess they messed up there and should have motivated him a little more by letting him keep his starting job, but it is what it is now. So... I could easily see Cincinnati losing this, but I don't know. I want to take the Bengals, but Washington's been pretty good at home. The Bengals are just bad enough. I think they got a pretty good defensive team. I'm going to go with Washington minus the two. I think they win by a field goal, and I'm going to take the over because this is one of the lowest points. Yeah, over-unders of the week, 46 and a half. I'm going to take Washington. And my man Alex Smith on his rehabilitated, his, his bionic leg. And, yeah, Washington minus two home favorite for the win. Malik. <laughs> um, yeah, just give me Cincinnati, man. I, I, I don't even, I don't, I honestly, I, I honestly don't care about this game. I, I, I hope it's oh, this just, is just for record purposes. I wouldn't yeah. have done this if you, if you paid me. Like, this is a crazy game. <laughs> this, this, is not, this is not, this is a game you bet on. You're just like sitting there sweating. Like, I cannot believe this. Expect like 15 lead changes. Yeah, this this one is just gonna be really 
I don't know. I'm 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 not not looking forward to this game at all. And uh, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna t- <laughs> give me Cincinnati. All the things that you said about it, all the things that you said, like I honestly think that this they can that both teams will be able to score. So I will I will I will agree with you there and and take the over. Um, I just don't think that uh, Washington's very good at all at anything. Um, you know, and so <laughs> at any point, you know, well, their you running know, game is pretty good. They they got they got more credit than they deserved with respect to the uh, uh, to their defensive front. I watched that defensive front get get a little get a little abused against my Lions, whose offensive line is just kind of a smidgen over <laughs> over bad. Um, and so, yeah, Washington's not not good at all. They're they're not good at football. They're not good at you know pretty much anything. Naming their team. <laughs> Uh, wow. so I'm just gonna go with Cincinnati and uh, you know, I'm gonna roll with Joe All Burrow. Right. Okay, okay. Can I just I go think with the we tie? Have... <laughs> Can you pick a tie? Yeah, well, the spread mm-hmm. is two points, so they could mm-hmm. technically win by a safety. That'd be pretty tough. Yeah, I just want to go with yeah. the tie. You know, I hate you, I hate go with the teams push. here, but. You know gotcha. what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the same thing with Malik, Cincinnati, and the over. But you realize it, if they tie, Cincinnati wins. So you're picking Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm picking Cincinnati in the over. And the only reason I'm picking Cincinnati in the over because Washington couldn't even come up in time with a real football team name. Come on now, you had all you had a, a, enough time to pick a name. Come on now, you had the city vote for it or something like that. I hear you. Well, I think the Bengals need to keep on losing so they can draft some better players on both sides of the ball, mainly on defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with my pick. Moving on, we got the Dolphins going to Denver, going a mile high, and they're giving three and a half points to the Denver Broncos. Uh, Miami seems to be rolling. Denver seems to not be moving in the right direction. This is one of my favorite games coming on in the afternoon. I think this is the afternoon game of the week on CBS, so I might be watching that, I hope. It's a 4 o'clock game. And uh, I'll Broncos are pretty pissed for, so I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins having a great season under the rookie. Brian Flores got them going in the right direction, and Denver just doesn't seem to have it together to be able to stop a team like this. And the Dolphins are covering every week, and it's surprising me. So I think the Dolphins can win this this one by four or more. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. It's an easy one on the road. And the over, it's 45 and a half points. Dolphins win. And what say you? Well, um, this is, once again, um, I think I said this last week or the week before, whatever. Brian Flores is my favorite quarterback, so I'm just going to, I mean, coach or whatever. I do like Tua in this. But I'm going to go with Miami as well, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins in the under in this one. Dolphins in the under. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. You know, every time I look at Tua, I think about Alabama, and I don't like him. Like, I like Tua in Miami's uniform, and then I see him, and I think about Alabama, and then I realize I can't stand Tua, and I don't want to pick him because I don't like him. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's it's, it all hurts. It all just hurts. Feels feels icky. And then, of course, I've told you guys before, I don't like Denver. I don't really have a reason to not like Denver. I just don't like them. The colors, mm-hmm. the numbers, everything about Denver, uh, everything about the Broncos, just don't like them. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know I've given solid reasons for pick for all of my picks up until now in Washington and Cincinnati and Miami and Denver. I, I can come up all with emotion. I can cut this is I'm going completely off of emotions. I'm picking Miami because I don't really have a choice and I hate Denver. <laughs> so guess what? Wow. <laughs> Give me Miami. Um, 
but I will ask a question though. Um, yes. Are the Dolphins the best team in in that division? Are they the best team uh, in the in the AFC East? I think they're I mean, the most complete team because their quarterback plays more consistent than Buffalo, and they really Buffalo no longer has a lead except for the fact that they've played more games than them. So this is going to come down to tiebreakers between them and Buffalo because I don't think New England can catch them unless somehow New England can win out and go eleven and five, which I find unlikely. I see New England going nine and seven and maybe squeaking into the playoffs as that eighth team because games will be canceled, I do believe. So that's going to happen. New England could win four or five more games. No, five, six more games. Yeah, I see New England win nine, ten games max. But I yeah. see the Dolphins winning this division with 11 wins. Yeah, it's, I, I asked the question because I just, I just feel like the Dolphins have yeah. the everything, too. everything rolling for them in the right direction. And even when they've, they've lost – players they lost their starting running back i mean they didn't have a starting running back at the beginning of the season they were late they were by committee and they, and they let got, go of jordan howard too right a good oh yeah i mean they got miles gaskin and then he got hurt now they're running with uh i can't remember who the starter is this week um ahmad i believe is his last name yeah i can or, or, or something like that um who they're running with this week so doesn't seem to matter. Ahmed and Matt. No, Matt Breed is going to come back. Oh, Matt Breed will be back. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter. They they just seem to be a, they're a well coached team. They're a well put together group, and they just figure it out. So, um, yeah, I think Miami's my best bet this week as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a oh, I'm gonna okay. lay a best bet on them uh, to cover that three and a half. So uh, Miami and the over is best bet. Okay. All right. And two, if you let me down, I go right back to hating you all over again. <laughs> We'll I will say this, this to make to, to give more credence to Malik's lock, uh, they have covered pretty consistently over the past couple of weeks um, against San Francisco, against the Jets, against the Rams, against Arizona, against the Chargers. Yeah, they're seven so, two. They're seven and two against the spread this year. Yeah, so this 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 is this is a solid pick. Um, the Indianapolis Colts at home against the Green Bay Packers. Somehow the Packers are the underdogs here. The Colts are the favorites, but they're only getting two points. This is a quick one for me. I'm taking the Packers. The Colts are kind of a joke. I think the Packers have enough of a defense, and they definitely have the offense to do this. Um, Rodgers will throw to anybody. Devontae Park, Devontae Adams is crushing it. Marquise Valdez-Santing is crushing it. As long as Aaron Jones can get back healthy for this game and actually make a consistent contribution, I don't see the Colts being able to stop that. Their defense is good enough, but Phillip Rivers is very so-so as a quarterback. And whenever he has to play a team that's clearly a little bit better than them, they kind of fold. And the Packers are better, are just enough better than the Colts. I see them winning the NFC North easily, and this is going to be one of the games that gets them to get that division crown quicker sooner than later. Packers, plus two, book it. And I would put them on the basically outright money line. They're going to win this game outright. And I think they're slight money line favorites or underdogs. So plus 110, bet that. That's what I would do. Malik. Uh, did you say over under on that one? Oh, no, Green over under one. Over under on that one is 51 and a half. They could very well get there easily. I could see this game being played in the mid 50s, like 31, 25, 31, 27, somewhere around there for the Packers. So Indy, <clears throat> Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers perplexes me. He really does. 
he's like the Kardashian of the of the NFL quarterback quarterback tree. Like he's successful, and I don't really know why. I can't really understand it. Just doesn't make sense to me. I watch him throw. I watch the ball leave his hands, and I go, "That's not making it to wherever it's wherever he's supposed to be throwing it to." And then it gets there, and it's not just that it gets there. It gets there with effectiveness, and and for whatever reason, he completes passes. Like he throws it to he throws it to his running backs. He doesn't throw to his receivers. T. Y. Hilton, I picked you up in like multiple fantasy leagues this year. You've done nothing for me. You're now on my bench. Screw you, Joe Boo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you like all of these things like lean me to like there's no reason Indianapolis is supposed to be as good as they are and their but their defense is really good um their defense this year has been really good at holding opponents down uh I'm gonna take Green Bay as well because I feel like Green Bay just this is a game that Green Bay needs to win they did not have a good showing against Jacksonville last week covering you know they didn't cover um while they did win um, okay. And this is a game that, you know, in, in essence, like this is this is the type of game that Aaron Rodgers goes in and just outduels the 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 opposition's quarterback, um, and, and puts puts on a puts on a decent show. So I'm gonna roll with you, Ace. I'm gonna say Green Bay. Um, right. This is the Sunday night game, right? No, this is the actually oh, this, this is the, the game night. of the week. This is the game of the week coming up in the afternoon because it's the 4:25 game on Fox. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. The afternoon game of the week. So give me Green Bay, but I'm going to hit the under on this one because I feel like uh, Indy's defense is going to keep is going to keep things close. But if you're going to need a you're going to need a touchdown late or a field goal late, and, and yeah. you know Aaron Rodgers can always do that. So I'll take Green Bay, but give me the under. This is also a possible super spreader event because uh, Indianapolis Colts are still allowing fans at their stadium. So yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah. Ants, what do you got to say? Well, I'm going to go with Green Bay as well. I'm going to go with Green Bay and over. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go off on them. And I do, not, right. I, do not, I do not trust Phillip Rivers at all. So oh. I'm going with Green Bay and over as well. Yeah, I don't trust Phillip Rivers as a slight home favorite. Equiminius St. Brown has upgraded to, from upgrades to limited practice. So he's going to play for the uh, Packers this week as well, if you're looking for Equiminius to get some game going. Um, this is the Sunday night game of the week, I believe. This is our last game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the LA Rams. Wait a second. Who's the Sunday night game this week? I gotta go back and check that on the schedule. I think we may have already covered it. Yeah, I think I think we did. We just we didn't go in order. Sunday night football is Kansas City with Vegas. That's right. We didn't go in order of the games. So Kansas City at Vegas. I think we all took Kansas City because yes. we just believe they're just gonna crush them. Yep. I don't know why they didn't flex this game out, except for the fact that everybody in America just wants to see Kansas City play. They love Vegas too. No, not really. No, no. I mean, I mean, they just love Vegas, like the the idea of Vegas. Like, it would you know. be cool. Tickets are starting at four hundred and twenty-five dollars if you're allowed to go. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at this online. So if they're letting fans in Vegas, I mean, it says tickets starting at four twenty-five. So I wow. guess you can go. I didn't. I haven't seen any fans in the stands. I've only seen cameramen standing out there. I thought yeah. it was in most states. I know the teams you can go to are in Ohio, uh, Tennessee, mostly in the South, Pennsylvania. A few other states are letting people go. Actually, no. I don't think Pittsburgh has had any fans or Philly. Um, Jacksonville has, but they don't have any fans. And um, a few other teams. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had fans this year, and the Colts. Uh, the Bears aren't. But you know, to each their own. Seems like it's most of those teams as far uh, out there somewhere. Not really. Like Houston's had fans, and that's a pretty major city to yeah, be having right. fans, which is yeah. kind of wild. 
So this might be the first game that the Pats play with fans in the stadium. Um, yeah, all year, because they're not having any fans up here in New England until January at the earliest, which means they would have to make the playoffs. But we'd have to get a week 18 going. But Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the LA Rams, giving four. I am kind of so up and down on the Pats. This is kind of the toughest game to pick for me because one time they're good, one time they're awful. So I don't know if that was a fluke against against them when they were playing New England, when they were playing New Orleans. But they need this game. They need they need the Saints to lose, which is very possible this week, and then to win to gain that back lead back to go eight and three and have the Saints end up going seven and three overall. Uh, I really see them being able to win this, but I don't know if they can cover. Rams have been playing pretty well, although they did lose that game to Miami. I like Aaron Donald. I like that defense. I don't have much faith in Jared Goff. But Tampa's just been so solid. Um, Let me make a decision here real quick. Let's go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're going to get it together. They're going to be able to figure this out. And they're going to... No, you know what? Screw that. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I changed my mind just on a whim. Let's Let's go with the Bucks minus four. They should be able to stop them. Ronald Jones went off last week, had that 97-yard touchdown. I see no why the Rams won't be able to stop, won't be able to get get to them. They might be able to stop them from passing, but I don't see them being able to stop the run. They usually don't stop both from a team who has this many weapons. Um, Leonard Fournette hasn't really been much of a factor. It's kind of just been spelling Ronald Jones, who's really playing great this year, which is kind of surprising. Um, the receivers are banged up. Chris Godwin's healthy. Antonio Bryan might actually get to him a groove. Rob Gronkowski is scoring every week. Still running kind of slow and clunky, but he just gets open. He's just too big to cover for most teams. That's a big advantage for them. And golf is really not that impressive. And then their running game for the Rams is kind of so-so. So the Pats can – I mean, the Bucks, the Pats. Yeah. Brady and the Bucks can actually get this going. Jason Pierre-Paul is a great pass rusher. They got Sue coming up the middle, and their linebackers are super fast. So I'm going with the Bucks minus four. And what do you got to say? Well, I'm going with Tampa Bay and the under in this one. I think they're actually uh-huh. going to finally get everything back. They're going to get everything in order with having Antonio Brown. In there and I agree with like you that. on the under. But, yeah, I believe that both teams are going to be scoring. But I'm looking at looking at the, um, the numbers right there. But I'm definitely going to pick Tampa Bay and the under in that one. Okay. Malik. I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to go with the Rams. Um <clears throat> <laughs> I'm just look, trying to gain, I'm, gain, I'm, gain a game I'm, where you actually I'm, believe they're going to cover. I'm going for the go. Look, uh, I don't. I think they're going to cover. I think they'll cover the four. Um, okay. I think that this is going to be a, a relatively close game. Okay. Uh, played, you know, I think it's going to be played pretty closely. The Rams' defense has been better than um, they've 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 been better than the middle of the pack. And what they did, actually, what they did against Seattle um, last week really impressed me um, in terms of, you know, taking out a team that had a ton of weapons and, and a quarterback playing, you know, really, yeah. really, you know, lights out football at the time. Um, and they, you know, took them to the woodshed and, and beat them down and did not let them pretty much, you know, do what they wanted. Like Tampa Bay has got all the weapons and they've got, you know, all the, they've got all the momentum wow. going into this game. Um, but the Rams are, are, you know, showing themselves to be a really good team and a you know really good solid team that's just going to stick around and uh, make things interesting. So, 
uh, I'll go ahead and take the Rams to cover. I mean, in the best piece, the best, the, you know, obviously the best pressure that you can put on Brady is right up the middle. And uh, who's better at doing that than Aaron Donald? So uh, give me right. the Rams. I'll take the points. And um, I, will, I will go with the... I will go with the under here. I know I had over selected, but I'm going to go with the, go with the under here because uh, I just feel like 48 and a half is a bit it's a bit much, and I don't think that you need to. I think that the same is again. I think this game is going to play relatively close, uh, so I, I could see something like you know 20, 20, 23, 24, 23, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to predict the score here real quick. I'm going to go Patriots, Patriots. Jesus, I keep doing that. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady, man, he's been here for so long. It's so weird still seeing him in this jersey, I got to say. It's even weirder seeing Gronkowski because he quit for a year. He's doing all these reality shows, and he's like, I'm back. He was waiting for Brady to move on. Well, he seems like a Tampa kind of guy, right? Like, you know, Gronkowski's definitely more of like, I'm going to be at this mediocre beach and hanging out. I'll be cracking some beers over here, having a good time. So that's very Tampa. They're retired. But, um, it's really good yeah. to retire. So I'm gonna exactly. And he's only like thirty, but I don't know. I just have faith in Tampa. I think they're gonna win. They're gonna beat him 31, 21. They're gonna beat him by ten. That's the score that I'm gonna go with. They're gonna hit the over just barely. Wow. And I think so because the Rams offense is just gonna sputter up due to the lack of the running game. Because Jason Pierre Paul's been getting some really good hits on people. Mind you, he's the one who got Teddy Bridgewater. And it's not exactly like Jared Goff's a fleet-of-foot uh, kind of guy. He's not, he's not quick. He doesn't really move great in the pocket, which is probably why they lost that Super Bowl to, you know, New England back when they did. So I'm going to have to give it to – yeah, that's my score prediction for this one for Monday Night Football. That is it. Week 11. All right, y'all. So I'm going to give myself a little space so I can edit that out. Not edit that, but cut that better. So we got three games for next Thursday for – well, these games are trash. Houston at Detroit, Washington at Dallas, and Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore-Pittsburgh is going to be good. <clears throat> oh, no, that's going to be good, but that's the game. That, that's, that's the night reason, game. Yeah, that's the reason why the NFL had to get involved. Was it Washington and Dallas? Didn't that game used to be on NFL Jesus. Network? Wasn't Which that one? Which the third one, let's, the night. The third game. one used to be on NFL Network. Um, so NFL Network isn't carrying any games. Or week. NBC. Yeah, it used to be on NFL Network because it was a Thursday night game. Yeah, but the Thursday night game. They, they treated it the same way as a Thursday night game, so it was on NFL yeah, Network. The Thursday night game today was on Fox. It wasn't on NFL Network, and I had to cut on Fox broadcast to watch it. It was on NFL Network weird. too. No, it wasn't because I tried to watch it and it was blacked out where I am, and I'm like, No, I saw why? it on NFL Network. And was watching yeah. NFL, I was watching on Amazon Prime, and that was NFL Network. No, I'm sorry. And the Amazon Prime, Prime. One, the Amazon Prime one was the Fox was the Fox broadcast. There was no NFL Network broadcast, which I found weird. All right. Well, anyways. So I'm pretty confident who I'm going to pick. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take Dallas. And I want to take Baltimore just because I don't like Pittsburgh. Just that's what it is. Tied to Ben Raplesberger. I know. Well, I don't know what the – I don't know what the line is on on any yeah, of those can, games yet. So you can quit recording, but no, the line oh. is going to come up for a while. But whenever we get a line, I don't know 